0: Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living A Course in Miracles. This is season six, and it's called Our Divinity. Episode one is miracles. Welcome back. This series will talk about the major lessons that A Course in Miracles offers us. Our divinity is our guide, and our understanding of that divinity is the savior we are searching for in this world. The first topic in this series is miracles. From a Christianity standpoint, we have been taught and told that miracles are grandiose and only come about in special circumstances. Also, that they only happen to those deserving of a miracle. Most times miracles are affiliated with an unexplained miracle, medical miracle happening. Someone has been miraculously healed And there appears to be no logical and/or explainable reasons as to why this person was spared. They recovered from what should have been a terminal illness, and and it just disappears. The medical field is shocked and mystified by this happening. They cannot find a scientific reason as to why this occurred. So that makes it miraculous and deserving to be called a miracle. And it absolutely is. I am certainly not suggesting. That it's not a miracle. I am suggesting that miracles are more than just this. The Course tells us that miracles are that and so much more. The very first thing said in chapter one is, and I quote, there is no order of difficulty in miracles, end quote. It goes on to say that they are all the same. They can be big, like a miracle, cle- a medical cleansing of a terminal illness or as little as someone appearing to help you when you need it right at that moment. Miracles are not measured in degrees or specialness. They simply are, and they are all the same. Miracles are an exchange. They are thoughts. They occur in connection with our higher selves and are a demonstration of our divine connection to our Father. Miracles are always expressions of love. They come from our state of mind. If we are open and aware of what we truly are, then we have opened ourselves up to miracles. Miracles will only occur when we are open to them. If you are not, then how would you ever see them? How would you ever know that a miracle is happening? The exchange works in a way that shares the miracle with another or others. It is a reciprocal exchange. It's love in its purest form. You might ask, how is it reciprocal if a person who, mirac- who miraculously recovers from a terminal illness, how is it, how is it reciprocal in that sense, instance? Well, that one I think is obvious. Who does this miracle affect other than the person themselves. Well, I can tell you that it's likely going to affect the family of that individual or parents, children, the doctors, the nurses, everyone who has been in contact with that person. It will affect all of them. And the lesson, and here's the important thing to note, the lesson is for all of them. The exchange was with all of them. Imagine seeing it beyond the obvious and accepting and learning from the lesson. Each one of us could be, and and on many levels are, miracle workers, but only if we are ready. The potential is always there. It requires us to be awakened or in awakened state of existence. Once we have truly embraced our eternal selves on every level, then we're ready. Miracles also occur in eternity. They are not bound by time, nor do they occur based on time. Miracles need to be understood stood for their purpose to accept them as a possibility. So many of us have this predetermined or preconceived idea or learned view of miracles, and it's hard to remove that. Religions have set criteria that must occur for something to even be considered or deemed a miracle. The Roman Catholic Church has only deemed 12 occurrences in centuries to be called miracles by their standards. With all due respect, that states the problem right there. They have set standards and rules that must be met. Man has translated the teachings of Jesus Christ into standards as as well and rules as well yet he only truly stated one. He deemed that our main purpose was to do unto others as you would have them do unto you, the golden rule. Interesting enough, most, if not all organized religions have this rule or guideline in their scriptures or writings. It it might not be in those exact words, but it's very similar. Another aspect of miracles that needs to be addressed is that they are all the same. It happens not, or sorry, it matters not how significant or insignificant you or others may deem a miracle to be. The measurement of intensity or depth has no relevance or significance to the actual event. And in fact, the miracle of itself means nothing. It is the purpose and the result of that miracle that is of significance, and what and why the miracle happened in the first place. So why do miracles happen? We came to this world to learn. Then once we learn our purpose, it is our next journey to teach. This world teaches only lack. It teaches us that we lack things, people, ideas, objects. We lack something. It teaches us that this lack can only be filled or undone by getting stuff, or by another person, or by finding love, or by finding healing, or by finding something. And it's always suggesting that we are inferior beings. And those beings, if we're lucky enough and decent enough, then our Creator will let us into heaven. This world has been designed to keep us from knowing our true worth and our true existence. God knew exactly what this world was. And He supports, He supported us and our willingness and desire to come here with a goal to find our purpose with zero memory from which we came. And he gave us free will. We came here to remember and to use the knowledge as a guiding, that knowledge as a guiding principle to help others awaken and remember too. That is why miracles exist and why at the end of the day, they mean very little. Miracles are mechanisms for awareness and a way to help us awaken to our true selves and our true existence. Miracles restore our minds to the fullness of spirit. Miracles help people unite and serve as a deeper connection to our brothers and sisters. And miracles happen only In this world and in this realm, there's no need for miracles in heaven. Miracles can occur the way we think about something or someone. They heal perception and allow us to see what is true about a person or a situation. Darkness is lack of light, fear is lack of love, and miracles happen to correct both these things. Miracles are blessings. Miracles are a calling to help those who are not aware to become aware. It blesses and honors every living thing, even if it is unaware of its true existence and origin. This blessing occurs as a perfect example of the lack of judgment or specialness that our Father shows for anyone and every one of us. In His perception, we are all the same, and we are all one with Him. Miracles strive to create wholeness. In the book, of Course in Miracles, it states this, and I quote, A major contribution of miracles is their strength in releasing a person from their misplaced sense of isolation, deprivation, and lack. They are affirmations of sonship, which is a state of completion and abundance, end quote. So, in other words, miracles serve to help those who feel depressed, alone, lonely, and deprived, That they, and to show them that they're none of those things. That in fact, as a child of God, that is an impossibility. Miracles want us to see that we are fully complete without a single lack. That thinking anything, that we lack anything, is only something that we created in this world, and it's not true. And miracles never lost or misplaced. Miracles have their purpose, and through divine intervention and creation, they find who and what their purpose is. If you get to the state where miracles are something you can perform and share with others, know that they are reciprocal, and you too will always be a beneficiary of of those results. Miracles are also learning devices that lessen the need for time. They do this because they have the ability to speed up time in the sense that it moves the miracle worker and the recipient further along in this time-space continuum and further along on their journey. I remember reading this the first time I read this in A Course of Miracles, and I didn't fully understand how miracles could move us along in time. The reason I was stuck on this is mostly because I think in time. (laughs) I live in a world where time is very important and is a large part of how things progress and or function here. That is what I was doing wrong. I was thinking in time. If miracles exist in the eternal, and essentially so do we, if we were never born and never die as spiritual beings, then time really doesn't have much to do about nothing. So on the spiritual scale of growth and knowledge, then we would move further along on our journey of awakening. If miracles were a learning device, and they are, that helps us fulfill our journey. That's how they take away the need for time. And lastly, miracles do see us as in need or lacking something. Miracles occur as a way of showing us another perspective. They are devices for perception correction. Miracles aim at restoring reality. Reality is not found in this world. It only exists in heaven and with our creator. We use the word reality to clarify something in this world. But in fact, it's probably not the correct word we should use. We should probably be saying, well, according to this world thinking, that would be more accurate and help us to not confuse this world with reality. Reality does not exist in time, and I think about the movie The Matrix, and I think that's a a, a sort of a perfect analogy of kind of what The Course in Miracles is saying about us, about reality, and about illusion. So reality then would be, um, you know, when they get unplugged, and you see them for what they are, and they know what they are. And then when they get plugged in and they go into the matrix, then the matrix is the illusion. So in many ways, this world is like that matrix. It's an illusion. And we create everything that happens in this world, but we're not of this world. We're just here on our journey and we're here to realize that we are not of this world. God is our true home and our true home is in heaven and reality is not here. And we are wired into this in the inner workings of this world, the illusions of this world, because they are all our creations, and they are all of our egos. And once we understand that, that's a huge shift to seeing what we truly are. Thanks for listening. In two weeks' time, I'll be sharing the next topic in this series called Our Divinity, and that topic is the Atonement. Atonement is a word that means slightly different things to different people. A dictionary definition has it stated as making amends for something done wrong to another. Of course, in miracles refers to it as an undoing. So this is an undoing for ourselves, right? To undo the way we think and the way we see this world and see what we truly are. We'll explore this interpretation and provide some clarity on what it means to reach atonement. So this series is called Our Divinity. We review all the primary lessons of The Course in Miracles um, and provide some further details and explanations into what these lessons mean and how we can achieve them. So, thanks for sharing the love. Keep and keep sharing the love. And remember, this is our journey. And together, we'll find our way. Let's live in this moment because it's the only one that truly matters. Always love, Denise.